have an amazing idea. What's the idea, Rye? Cap said I could do another Favorite Things episode, so we're going to cover space and baseball. Ooh, I love both of those. But why are we whispering? Because I can combine them into... Oh boy. Spaceballs also happens to be one of my favorite movies. I've never seen that movie. Sweet fancy yogurt. It's time to live and learn, Pamela. Game on. Should we start the show? Ludicrous speed. Go! I'm Ryan Willard. And I'm Pamela Kirkland. It's Thursday, November 9th. This is the 10 News. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Pam, I gotta be honest. I'm pretty sad that baseball is over. But man, what a season that was. I know, right? The Texas Rangers defeated the Arizona Diamondbacks in the World Series four games to one and became champions for the first time in their 63-season franchise history. And Major League Baseball's rule changes had a major league impact on the game. Average length of each game was two hours and 39 minutes, which is 24 minutes shorter than 2022's games and 30 minutes shorter than 2021's. Home runs, batting averages, runs scored, and stolen bases all saw significant increases with the MLB's new rules. And attendance for the 2023 MLB season increased by 9.6% this season over the last. But one thing that hasn't changed about baseball is... Really tight pants? (laughs) Yep, that and superstitions and curses. I'm going to toss the ball to our sports correspondent, Kenny Curtis, to give us the rundown. While it might not look like it, The sport of baseball is actually steeped in superstition and curses. Yes, you heard me right. Curses. As in those weird spell things that witches cast on you? Yeah, well, for decades, baseball fans have been blaming losses and poor performance on curses outside of their control. So what exactly are these curses? Well, I'm glad you asked. Without further ado, here are the top five curses in baseball history. Number one. The curse of the Bambino. Now, this is one of the most famous baseball curses of all time. Every baseball fan knows about Babe Ruth, one of the greatest athletes to ever play the game, right? Well, Babe Ruth made a name for himself while playing for the Boston Red Sox. But in 1919, he was traded to the New York Yankees, a move that outraged Red Sox fans. After the trade occurred, the Red Sox went 84 long years without ever winning a World Series title. Bummer. Meanwhile, the New York Yankees became one of the best teams in baseball history. This period of time was known as the Curse of the Bambino, a.k.a. Babe Ruth's revenge for being traded. Luckily, the curse was broken in 2004 when the Sox finally won a World Series. It's about time. Number two. The curse of the Billy Goat. Is there anything better than baseball and farm animals? I think not. This famous curse happened in 1945 when Billy Cianis, the owner of the Billy Goat Tavern, brought his pet goat with him to a Chicago Cubs World Series game. (laughs) 
No one's exactly sure why he brought the goat with him in the first place, but it was causing quite the disturbance. Sianis was forced to leave the game, and let's just say he wasn't very happy about it. Before he left, he declared that the Cubs would never win a World Series. And apparently goats have magical powers because Sianis' words came true. The Chicago Cubs didn't win a World Series for a long, long time. Attempts were made to rectify the situation. Sianis' nephew even brought another goat to the stadium, but nothing seemed to stick. The curse was finally broken in 2016 when the Cubs went on to win the World Series. Nice. Curse number three, the X-Cubs If you take anything away from today's podcast, it's that one should never underestimate the power of a goat. The curse of the billy goat wasn't enough of a vengeance for Billy Sianis and his furry farmyard friend. And since that event occurred in 1945, fans began to notice that any team with three or more ex-Cubs players on its roster would go on to lose the World Series. <laughs> and while this might sound like a bunch of superstitious nonsense, it's proven to be surprisingly accurate. Since the 1945 Billy Goat curse, almost every team to play in the World Series with three or more ex-Cub players has lost. This occurred recently in 2019 when the Astros, a dominant team with three ex-Cubs on their roster, lost to the Washington Nationals. Curse or coincidence? You decide. Whatever. Number four. The Curse of the Curve. Did you know baseball curses extend beyond the United States? They do. The Hashin Tigers are one of Japan's most popular baseball teams. They even won the Japan World Series in 1985. Now here's where the curse comes into play. Apparently, as an act of celebration, Tigers fans gathered on a bridge and called out the name of every player on the team. Whichever fan looked the most like that player would jump into the river below. But when they called out Randy Bass, a bearded American who starred on the team, no one looked like him enough to jump. The fans decided to throw a statue of the KFC mascot Colonel Sanders into the river instead. This was apparently very offensive to the fried chicken gods. The team hasn't won a championship since, and the curse of the Colonel is still very much in force. <laughs> Number five, the Mets bobblehead curse. Come on, who doesn't love bobbleheads? Well, Mets fans for one. The curse is fairly straightforward. Every Mets player who is commemorated with a bobblehead ultimately ends up struggling or getting injured. Ow! This first occurred to Mike Piazza in 2002. He finished the year with 33 home runs and 98 runs respectively. His bobblehead was created and the next year, he only hit 11 home runs in 68 games. In 2003, John Franco was turned into a bobblehead. He never fully recovered from his injury and was off the team the next season. This curse is still alive and well, with Mets players avoiding bobbleheads to this day. Thank you, Kenny. I'm also very superstitious, so this all makes a lot of sense to me. Okay. Have you ever heard of the movie Spaceballs? It's a parody of Star Wars. A parody is an imitation of the style of a particular writer, artist, or genre 
with deliberate exaggeration for comic effect. A parody is basically making an imitation of something and doing it in a completely ridiculous way. And in the US, parody is protected by the First Amendment as a form of expression and people making parodies rely on the fair use exception, which protects them against copyright claims. So now that you know what a parody is, I'm curious, how would you parody the 10 News? Give us a call at 877-TENNEWS and leave us a message with how you would, and we might just have you on the show. I'm a little obsessed with space, and we just got some big news from an ancient meteorite. The Bennu asteroid was first discovered in 1999, and scientists have been collecting data on it ever since. NASA just got their first sample back from the ancient asteroid called Bennu. The OSIRIS-REx is part of a seven-year-long voyage to deliver samples of the asteroid back to Earth. The mission promises to bring the largest amount of extraterrestrial material brought back from space since the Apollo era. Here are five fascinating facts that we know about the asteroid. Number one, Bennu is very, very dark. It's classified as a B-type asteroid, which means it contains a lot of carbon, as well as various minerals. Its carbon content creates a surface on the asteroid that reflects about 4% of the light that hits it, which isn't very much. For comparison, Earth reflects about 30% of incoming sunlight. Number two. It's very, very old. Bennu has been pretty much undisturbed for billions of years. Scientists calculated that Bennu formed in the first 10 million years of our solar system's history, over 4.5 billion years ago. Wow. Number three. Bennu is basically a space artifact just hanging out up there. Because it's so old, it could be made of material containing molecules that were present when life first formed on Earth. Number four. The first samples of Bennu showed abundant water in the form of hydrated clay minerals, which means minerals like these might have landed on Earth 4.5 billion years ago, which could have been what helped make Earth a habitable planet. Number five. Bennu was named after an ancient Egyptian deity. A nine-year-old boy from North Carolina won the Name That Asteroid competition by suggesting that the spacecraft's touch-and-go sample mechanism arm and solar panels resemble the neck and wings in illustrations of Bennu, whom ancient Egyptians usually depicted as a gray heron. Bennu is the ancient Egyptian deity linked with the sun, creation, and rebirth. That was five fascinating facts about the asteroid Bennu. We'll keep you posted when we hear more about what NASA discovers from these samples. If you haven't already figured it out, is one of my favorite movies. It was written and directed by the great Mel Brooks and follows a character named Lone Star, who's basically Luke Skywalker and Han Solo put together. Lone Star and his sidekick, Barf, Ew go on a quest to rescue Princess Vespa and save the universe from the evil Spaceballs who are led by Lord Dark Helmet. Sounds like a silly, dodgy version of Star Wars, right? Yeah, that's exactly what a parody is. And this film is probably my favorite example of a parody. Instead of Jabba, there's Pizza the Hut. And instead of Yoda, it's a small green man named Yogurt. And instead of the Force, it's the Schwartz. <laughs> I know. 
I know, it's ridiculous, but if you like the original Star Wars trilogy, you'll have a lot of laughs watching Spaceballs. Oh, and of course, be sure to check with your grown-ups to see if they think it's okay for you to watch. Welcome to the Trivia Room. Hello, Mr. Owen. Hey, Pam. So nice to see you again. I needed to get away from Ryan. He won't stop quoting that movie Spaceballs. Well, you're always welcome to hide in here, but that does mean you have to hop up on the trivia throne. I'd love to. What is going on here? Trivia on the ten. Today, we've talked a lot about space. Here in the U.S., the people we rely on as our experts are known as NASA. But do you know what NASA stands for? Is it A, National Association of Space Allies, B, National Aeronautics and Space Administration, or C, National Administration of Scary Aliens? Ooh, I think I know this one. It's... The answer is B. NASA stands for the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. NASA was founded when President Eisenhower signed the National Aeronautics and Space Act of 1958. NASA is an independent agency of the U.S. federal government and is responsible for the Civil Space Program, Aeronautics Research, and Space Research. I've always wanted to go to space camp. Maybe one day. Hey, tenors, do you want to join me in the trivia room and drop some hot knowledge? If so, visit the10news.com slash contact to get in touch, and we might have you on the show! Pam, I think I just need to go to Mars. That's your takeaway from everything? Yeah, I just think me and space would really vibe. I'm going to look into going there. We should probably give 10 new snaps to one of our listeners before you do. You're right. But before that, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust? You need Shopify for retail. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Shopify's sleek, reliable POS hardware takes every major payment method and looks fabulous at the same time. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash lifestyle, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash lifestyle to take your retail business to the next level today. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we, of course, want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. 
It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Berenstain Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. Time for 10 new snaps. A tenor named George left us this review on Apple Podcasts and said, I think that this podcast is awesome, but I didn't like the episode called Israel and Hamas because it's scary. Thank you, George. That definitely was a scary episode and it still is a scary situation. But we're doing our best to keep you, our tenors, cool, kind and informed. So thanks for listening to the 10 News. 10 Things You Need to Know drops every Tuesday and our in-depth reports drop every Thursday. And if you want some bonus content, you can join the Tenors Club on our website or on Apple Podcasts. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcast and part of the Airwave Podcast Network. The 10 News creative team is figuring out how to get to Mars and includes Tracy Crooks, Logan DeYoung, Kareem Katabayan, Carson Potter, and Chad Chennai. Big thanks to Owen for contributing to this episode. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leap Kaplan. I'm Ryan Willard. And I'm Pamela Kirkland. Thanks for listening to the 10 News. Hopefully we see you here next week if Ryan doesn't end up on Mars. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? (laughs) We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now.